Welcome to the weekly podcast of Valley Church. I pray that this message will fill you with the hope of the gospel and will help you follow Jesus today. If you would like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, visit valleychurchwv.com. Now let's tune in to this week's message. Good morning. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, as Mr. Rogers always said. Our sermon text for today is Matthew 7, 7 to 14. I memorize a lot of scripture and I use it in the messages, but I have memorized from a New International Version edition, 1984. When I do the message, I cut and paste NIV, but it's not the same as the one as I recite. So if you see differences, I'm not misquoting. They have changed the good book. Now you would say to yourself, why is that? And I would say to you, that would be an interesting message for another time. (laughs) Hear the word of the Lord. Ask and will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone, or ask for a snake, excuse me, will give him a snake? Will you then, although you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children? How much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good gifts to those who ask him, so in everything, do unto others, have them do unto you, for this summed up the law and the prophets. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad a road to lead destruction, and many enter through, but small is the gate, narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. The word of God for the people of God, thanks be to God. Ask and will be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Those who promote the health and wealth movement refer these kinds of verses as a basis for the life platform. I want an expensive automobile. I want a yacht. I want a lavish home. I want to indulge in exotic vacations. I want to wear the finest trending clothing on the planet. And I want to enjoy the most exquisite cuisine, and oh, by the way, I do not want one single calorie to stick to my gorgeous frame. I want it all. Matthew 7, 7, ask and will be given to you. Seek and you'll find. It's right there. There's even a little song written by Janis Joplin that embodies this entire concept. Could you play that, please? Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? My friends all drive Porsches. I must make amends. Worked hard all my lifetime. No help from my friends. So, oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? There's two more verses, but I went out torment you with them. She was quite the rock singer in the late 60s, 
uh, sadly, she died three days after writing that little ditty from a heroin overdose. But these things happen, right? According to Matthew 7, 7, Janice should have received her bins. She called upon the name of the Lord repeatedly in that little song. But when some ask, claiming 7-7, they do not receive. Why are requests for these things unanswered? Does this mean my Bible is undependable? Or is God asleep? Or does he even exist? Or is he real, but I have angered him? Or is my faith insufficient? Or am I really not a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ and therefore not entitled to any of these blessings? I am not saved. One runs into the proverbial briar patch when health and wealth concept does not materialize. Your whole existence and values are shaken to the core. Now what? My wish was not granted. Where is my bends? Is it just plain wrong to ask for these things? Am I living a, a bare-bone existence, live in a mud hut, eat my neighbor's table scraps? 2 Timothy 2.15 Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Unquote. A major misstep as a believer is to fail to study all the scriptures on a given issue. If we do not have a complete grasp of the scripture on a subject, we become lopsided, out of balance. This creates blind spots in our existence, in this world, in this present life. In short, beware of single scripture platforms. There should always be an abundance of scripture on any given subject. I wonder, is there a more good book which sheds some light on this failed prayer request phenom that I did not receive my bins? Happily I say yes. There's a great deal of scripture about the subject. John 10.10. 10. The thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with your first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. Philippians 4, 19. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. We even have the parable of the talents, uh, Matthew 25, 14, 30. I'm just going to brief replay of it. One was given five talents. One was given two talents. One was given one talent. The one with five talents doubled his holdings to ten. The one with two talents doubled his holdings to four. Both were told, well done, enter to the joy of your master, but the one with one talent, he buried it in the ground. On the day of settlement, he returned it. The master was quite displeased. He had not increased his holdings and took the one talent and gave it to the one that had 10 talents. But the one who had the one talent and didn't do anything with it had this awful 
condemnation pronounced. Verse 30. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness in that place where there would be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Here we see that abundant life is, does not cause tension with our Heavenly Father. And one could make a case that building wealth is an expected practice based on the parable of talents, Matthew 25, 14 to 30. So if our Father pours out these blessings that we may have an abundant life, I have prayed, but I haven't received. I am puzzled. Where is my bins? Is there more scripture about this issue? Once again, our good book comes to the rescue. John 4, 1 to 6. Excuse me, James, not John. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from the desires that battle within you? You want something, but don't get it. You kill and covet, but cannot have what you want. You quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask. When you ask, you ask with wrong motives that you might get and spend on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred towards God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think scripture says without reason, the spirit he comes to live in us envies intensely. That is why scripture says God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Proverbs 16, 2. You may think everything you do is right, but the Lord judges your motives. Jeremiah 17, 10. I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind, even to give to each man according to his ways, according to the results of his deeds. Or 1 Chronicles 28, 9. As for you, my son Solomon, know God of your father. Serve him with whole heart, a willing mind. For the Lord searches the heart and understands every intent of the thoughts. Motive, brothers and sisters. Now we see that our motives are a determining factor and fulfilling of our prayer request. Is there any more good book about this puzzle? Why my prayers are unanswered? Why I did not receive my bends? Why, yes. Yes, there is. Luke 6:38. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will measure back to you. Or 2 Corinthians 9, 6 and 8. The point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound in you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. Now we see that our generosity is another determining factor in our prayer list being fulfilled. In fact, while we are on the subject of generosity, we have a severe warning about withholding generosity. Matthew 25, 42. For I was hungry, you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, you didn't invite me in. I needed clothes, 
you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or needing clothes, or sick in prison and did not help? He will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did not for one of the least of these, you did not for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Unquote. Wealth is not evil. Asking for gifts is good and proper. But when you ask, and what you do, and why you ask, is the question. Each of us must determine in our hearts why we are asking, and what we would do with these things. We cannot sail through life ignoring the state and need of those around us, or we have the awful conclusion of Matthew 25, 46, pronounced at the day of judgment. Then they will go away <clears throat> to eternal punishment. God forbid. We have gone for a long stroll in the garden path of a good book on the subject of asking, receiving, with the influence of motive and generosity. But the next few words sum up the entire previous discussion in one beautiful short sentence. Matthew 7, 12. So in everything, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you, for this sums up the law and the prophets. The entire book of instruction, our Bible, is summed up in that short sentence. Quote, the golden rule. Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Matthew 25, 40 illustrates the fulfilling of the golden rule. <clears throat> then the king will say to those on his right, <clears throat> Come, you who are blessed by the Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you, a stranger, and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick and in prison and go visit you? Then the king will say, truly I tell you, Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me, unquote. Our acts of charity are actually acts of kindness to our Savior Jesus. Our final section, a narrow gate. Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the road that lead to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate. And narrow is a road that leads to life. And few find it. You've heard the expression, the straight and narrow. Now you know where it comes from. A few current stats. A little Google work. 2023, we will have 8,045,311,447,000 people on the planet. Christians represent... 31.5% of that group, 2.2 billion. Muslims, 
billion, 23%. Non-religious people, 1.1 billion, 16%. Hindus, 1 billion, 15%. Buddhists, 500 million, 7.1%. Indigenous religions, 400 million, 5.9%. Other religions, 58 million. You heard it from Jonas, but I repeat, repeat it again today. John 14, 6, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me, end quote. We believe that only those who have accepted Jesus into their hearts will see paradise. Not quite one-third of the earth's population claim the Christian faith. Sadly, those numbers, many are on the membership role, but have no involvement day-to-day -day with the local church, prayer, Bible study, you don't see any of the good works that we just talked about in their life. They bear no fruit, no acts of kindness. They're completely centered on their own life. James refers to this group as dead faith and asks the question, can such faith save you? No one except the Father truly knows each person's heart and state. But if we use the fruit inspection method, many of the aforementioned group, in my opinion, are a question mark. The original 31% has gotten smaller. Another group actually may have pronounced to them this on Judgment Day. This is a terrible pronouncement. Lord, Lord, do we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? And I'll tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me, you evildoers. So again, Christian, quote, but not going to be with Jesus in paradise. The 31% is again diminished further. Another group was identified in Matthew 24.10. At this time, many will turn away from the faith, betray and hate each other. Many false prophets will arise and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands to the end will be saved. Unquote. This is a foretelling at the end, just before Jesus returns. Again, another reduction into one-third. To summarize... Less than three out of ten to start will be with Jesus. But after these reductions, I would consider the final number to be maybe two out of ten will actually see paradise. Now you understand, small is the gate. Narrow is the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. I never close a message without inviting any person who feels the urging of the Holy Spirit. Would you like to receive Jesus? Have you accepted Jesus, your personal Savior? As is written in Corinthians 6.2, For he says, I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Would you bow your heads, ladies and gentlemen? If you'd like to receive Jesus, please raise your hand. Is there anyone? If you do, please repeat this prayer after me. Dear Jesus, 
Please forgive me my sins. Please be my God. I welcome you into my heart and into my life. I want to follow you for the rest of my life, the rest of my days. In the name of Christ, amen. If you have decided to follow Jesus, tell someone. We will rejoice with you. To conclude the message and bring you full circle, your Father in heaven loves you deeply and wishes for you to have an abundant life. Ask for good things and he shall, you shall receive. Knock and the door will be open. Also, practice the golden rule. Practice your generosity. Do unto others as you have them do unto you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Valley Church. If you were impacted by today's teaching or made a decision to follow Jesus, we would love to hear from you, pray for you, and walk with you. To connect with us, visit valleychurchwv.com. There you will find resources on following Jesus and information about how to partner with us here at Valley Church as we seek, serve, and send disciples of Christ.